baby buggy bumper. Ahoy hoy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to start. Well, I just want to make sure that we caught that rubber baby buggy bumpers oh, okay. that you were practicing with before we came in. I was warming up. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are continuing our march through the series. And we have landed at season two, episode number eight. Bart the Daredevil. Yeah. So we're going to kick off here with some specs from Caitlin. Take it away. Me? Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. We're, <laughs> um, we're going <laughs> to... We, this is, as Robert said, season two, episode eight, Bart the Daredevil, production code 7F06, written by Jay Kogan and Wallace Wolodarski. Directed by Wes Archer, although in the credits he's credited as a Wesley Myers Archer. Oh, okay. Uh, and it originally aired December 6th, 1990. Oh, all right. So I've got the synopsis up here on the Simpsons wiki, which is at simpsons.fandom.com. I will leave, I will leave, I will leave a <laughs> link in the description so that you can check it out for yourself. The synopsis is, Bart attempts to follow in the footsteps of his hero, a daredevil named Captain Lance Murdock. As part of becoming a daredevil himself, Bart does increasingly dangerous stunts leading to his final stunt, jumping the Springfield Gorge on his skateboard. Dun dun dun! Dun All right, so let's get this ball rolling. <laughs> Okay. Let's get this skateboard rolling. Cool. Damn, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You should have, but I that's okay. Have. We'll, we'll, it's all right. Um, so we'll open up with the credits here. Um, uh, everything in the credits look the same to me. I noticed something. Oh, you did. I noticed tires, uh-huh. but they were not on fire. Yeah. So at this point in the series, it is the Springfield Tire Yard, mm-hmm. I think. I am not really sure when it becomes the, the, the tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot how to write for a second. Oh, it's okay. okay. <laughs> um, I, I I did notice something as well in the... Um, oh. Oh, you can hear... Oh, oh. there go the cats. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I noticed something as well. Um, that uh, there is some farmland in the hills of Springfield. There's gold in them there, hills. There, there is. It's uh, just corn. I, I, you know, you know, I can't. I, I, know. I, I think still we're seeing like that California influence in this, yeah. and I bet, I bet that's wine country, Springfield wine country ah, there over you go. there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we uh, we come to the opening scene, and the opening scene is that uh, we are all watching the same event from the Springfield Center for the Performing Arts, which is nothing else but... The wrestling match uh, of the century. That's right. Between Rasputin, the friendly Russian, and the other guy, Professor Werner von Braun. Uh, you know what's really, uh, this is definitely a 1990 episode. Yo, I felt that hard in several places. Yeah. And this right, was the first one. Yeah, because uh, is is it Bart uh, or is it Lewis? Anyways, one of the kids asks, didn't he used to be the mad Russian, mm-hmm. not the friendly Russian? Right. And Lisa says, oh, well, you know, recent events in history have changed things. <laughs> well, and history repeats itself, children, because... Here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we, in well, 2022. That's right. Yeah. So here, here we are watching this wrestling match between these two guys, and mm-hmm. uh, it really more is just that uh, it puts the children and it puts Homer in a position to watch the same thing at the same time, but in but two different, different locations. Yeah. So yeah. Homer's at Moe's, and the kids. Do we name who was there? It's Richard Lewis, Millhouse, Bart, and Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. It surprises is... <laughs> me that Lisa deigned herself to be in the same room as this yeah, entertainment. But, but you know what? I like I feel I can I can definitely feel Lisa being like, I'm gonna go down and spend time with Bart with whatever he's mm-hmm. doing. You know, you know, whatever him and his friends are doing, I'll go and hang out with them. Right. Or, you know, it could also just be like Lisa's a little sister and she wants to hang out with, a, with her older brother and 
His friends. His friends. Yeah, that's true. Although she's clearly not interested <laughs> in this. She even says, oh, come on, like even uh, like, is it a caveman or a monkey or something would knows or five year old or something like that knows that this is fake. Oh, yeah, she does. That's a, at a certain point. I don't oh, remember. It's, it's five year old. There we go. Okay. I got it on the Frank. On the Frank. Got Thank the you, Frank. Um, So at any rate, uh, they're watching this. They're watching this wrestling match and um, everyone is enjoying it. We actually see a real parallel between Bart and Homer, Homer. Mm-hmm. because Bart asks Milhouse, or rather orders Milhouse to turn it up. And when Milhouse turns around, Bart has taken his seat. Yeah. And Homer does the same thing at the bar with Barney's, Barney. yep. uh, Barney's bar stool. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you notice when Milhouse changes or turns the volume up how close he got to the TV? I, <laughs> I think Milhouse is really fucking blind. <laughs> uh, he definitely is. Have you ever seen Milhouse without his yeah. glasses on? Oh, and you he's have. got the tiny okay. little eyes. Yeah, yeah yes. it's very funny. <laughs> but he got very close, and I was like, Milhouse, I feel you because that is my life on the reg. So, not that I have to get up to change the TV, but I can't see <laughs> worth a shit. I think that I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Have you ever watched professional wrestling to any, like, degree? No. Have you ever watched it at all? No. Not more than a few seconds at a time. I know you pretty well, and I think that you actually would really like it. Really? It's it's, it's a soap opera. Okay. You know, we we talked in the last episode about leaving the stories on for Knox. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, people are right when they compare it to a soap opera because it's all, like, heightened emotion. Everyone is... Uh, everyone is fighting over something, and it's just like d- totally designed to be melodramatic, and that's what it is. Right. Um, there's a really famous quote. Um, well, it might not be really famous, but there is a quote from Vince McMahon, who owns the WWE, when former owner of the XFL. Former. <laughs> Let's not know. talk about oh, that. Oh man, I'm mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna do a bonus episode about how mad I am about that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Zero downloads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, there's a, a quote from Vince McMahon. Mc, Vince McMahon, he's talking about Ted Turner calling him in the early 90s, I'm guessing it was, maybe even around this time. And Ted Turner calls Vince McMahon to say, hey, guess what, Ted? I'm in the wrestling business. And Vince, he's the one telling the story, Vince is. Mm-hmm. And he says... Well, that's very that's nice, funny, Ted. That's funny, because you kind of sound like Ted Turner. I've never well, that, heard that of was it. Him in, that was me imitating Vince McMahon, imitating Ted Turner. <laughs> okay. And he goes, I'm in the wrestling business. And uh, Vince McMahon replies, he goes, well, that's very nice, Ted. I'm in the entertainment business. <laughs> I see. Yeah. And so, like, it, it, it really is that. Like, So, wait, did Ted Turner, was Ted Turner ever in with like the WWE? Oh, you really don't know I much don't know about anything. wrestling. <laughs> You've heard of WCW? Probably. Oh my god. <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> this You just ripped a significant this... <laughs> part of my childhood out of my heart. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I know you and your brother went to that thing one time and you were on YouTube. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Which means you were probably on TV or we something. We drove all the way down to Columbus Columbus from Atlanta to, to attend to a Thursday Night Thunder, which was a WCW event. Oh, uh, okay. Let me tell you about how I weeped. I cried. I, I, I sobbed tears when the giant Paul White came out in an NWO shirt one 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 night i was watching it and i saw him come out and i went no i started crying in the living room my mother was like what's wrong with you <laughs> so the wcw and the nwo are different <laughs> leagues or something oh god how do i explain this in like 10 seconds so people don't cut us off and never and hit the unsubscribe button we can talk about it later in short what no one well we're well 
I'm fucking knee deep in it okay. now. Here we okay. go. So in short, the NWO is a fringe organization within WCW. Uh, it's the quote unquote bad guys, okay. right? Okay. And when Paul White, the giant, who, okay. and of course my childhood, my little childhood hero was Andre the giant. So when the giant oh. turned into a bad guy, uh, I, I was very sad over it. Should we tell the people about your tattoos? Oh yeah, y'all don't know about my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have I have three tattoos. I count them as three, but they're actually four tattoos because one tattoo is two tattoos on separate feet. And that's a pig and a rooster in silhouette. Okay, I was talking about two specific tattoos. I, I know what you're getting. Okay. Actually, that's not true. I have five tattoos. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I have oh, yeah. yeah, I have one on my left thigh, which is um, an image from Amsterdam, but I have, uh, I should specify that a little closer, it's I guess. It's the Netherlands lion. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the, it's the Netherlands we've, lion. we talked about that before. Yeah. With the three X's over it for the city of Amsterdam. Yeah. And on my right, on my right leg, I have my, uh, my poor, sweet, departed cat named Stinky, whom I loved and lived for 15 years. Yeah. I have an image of her dressed as Andre the Giant. Uh, holding a championship belt that says stinky and i also have leo our little black cat who constantly the one we yell at all the time yeah the one that jumps up on the table all the time the jingle bell that's uh, him dressed as rowdy roddy piper so um <laughs> i guess we probably won't put that on the instagram but you know oh, if, i wrote it down but if i mean oh okay well you know what you have photos of them that yeah. aren't like showing you can show them without showing your wiener. You want to see my balls? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim, you want to see my balls? <laughs> I <made> myself cough. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll put pictures of the, of the tattoos mm -hmm. on, uh, on our Instagram so that we you can, can do see it them. tastefully. Yeah. What's really cool about these tattoos is that they were done by a friend of ours who is Shawnee and, uh, he is learning to, he was at the time learning to tattoo as part of, you know, learning more about his culture and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And this is not some bullshit Shawnee either. This was an actual Shawnee person, not as he would put it, a pretendian. Right. So correct anyway that being said hi uh, talon we're hi uh, <laughs> we are exactly two minutes into this episode Sweet. <laughs> okay so millhouse has turned up the volume and yes. then uh bart takes millhouse's seat homer takes barney's seat and they're and, all you know homer says here i don't see your name engraved on this bar stool homer do you want to place that bet with barney with barney gumble like, do you want to bet that his name is not somewhere on that bar stool? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it eventually? Or you just think he's he's at Moe's so much. You that name one person that's at Moe's. More than Barney? More than Barney. Mo? And, no, no. It's not Mo. <laughs> we all know that okay, it's not Mo. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. I'm mad. Okay. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Uh, that was me hitting the table. Anyway, so they are watching the wrestling, and uh, they get into a situation. I wrote this down because I have been to many wrestling matches as a young man. As a matter of fact, uh, I went to a wrestling match a few years ago that was WrestleMania, and it happened there, too. Someone starts hitting someone in sequence, and the crowd will start counting. One, two, three, four. And they're doing this. Bart is doing this. The barflies are doing mm -hmm. this. Four, five. And let me tell you something. You want to see something that will blow your mind? Go to a wrestling match or watch one on TV. And when this happens, if someone gets cornered and they start getting hit, one, two, three, the crowd always, and I mean always, continues to count even after they stop hitting. Oh, okay. Every time. Well, you know, they I, just get caught in the moment. What, what, what? They're counting what they're looking at. Like, <laughs> I, Well, maybe they didn't, weren't paying attention. I, I think that's what it is. Okay. I think that, like, the crowd just starts counting, and then I guess they start looking for the beer guy or the peanuts, and mm -hmm. they just keep, one, two, three, oh, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no strong feelings about this. I have very strong Sorry. feelings about this. So they, what he's, oh, they're one dude's wailing on the other dude. Uh huh. <laughs> and then we cut to commercial. 
Yes. Commercial within the wrestling match. Correct. I mean. Uh-huh. And that is for at the Springfield uh, Speedway uh-huh. Monster Truck Rally. Yeah. Have you Ooh. ever been to a Monster Truck Rally? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you need some culture, lady. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's weird because they said Saturday, 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 but everybody knows that the monster truck, monster truck rallies occur on Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, they have, they're advertising a number of different monster trucks. I thought I would have, I would definitely have, I, I would have sworn that they called out literally Gravedigger on this, but maybe that's because they call out Gravedigger everywhere. No, they, Don Crusher Woodard, mm-hmm. John the Skunk Tremaine, and Team... Karamatsu. And let's not forget the bell of the ball. Truckosaurus. Truckosaurus. 20 tons and four stories of car crunching fire breathing prehistoric insanity. So. Both Bart and Homer are seeing this at the same time. Uh-huh. In their separate locations. We right. have a split screen of them reacting. Yes. In the exact same way to this thing. Uh-huh, and we get a really great line here. It, it, one night only at the Springfield Speedway this Saturday. If you miss this, you better be dead <laughs> or in jail. And if you're break in jail, out. break out. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> there's, a, there's a number of very good jokes in this yeah. episode. So at any rate, Homer is so excited about this, he throws money down on the bar at Moe's and runs out to the car to get home. He and Bart see each other as the t- as the car like squeals Bart, in. Bart's running out of the house and mm-hmm. Homer's screeching into the driveway. It looks like Moses like literally around the corner. Yeah, and um, they're very excited about Truckosaurus. Yes, and they only say one word to each other: Truckosaurus. Truckosaurus. That's right. Yeah. So then the we- family is at. Dinner. Yep, we cut to a dinner scene, and Homer is clinking his glass to announce to the family that they are going to do something together for family growth. Yeah, he and Bart have an idea for family growth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to the monster truck rally, and then Marge is like, oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Lisa's recital is Saturday night. That's right. Woof. And Homer's extremely <laughs> sad about this. He is. And she has her first solo. Yes. So <laughs> she has a good line where she says, if you miss it on Saturday, I advise you to start looking for a child therapist on Sunday. Lisa, you already need to go to a therapist. First of all, <laughs> that's very dramatic. Second of all, too late. Yeah. Third of all, it'll all work out in the end. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but you know what? Marge steps in to save the day. Homer is over here. Oh, cruel fate. Oh, cruel fate. Yeah. And they're uh, like, very they upset. had their heads on the table. But uh, Marge says, well, what time is the thing? And she, she says, calls it a little, uh, little truck game. <laughs> uh-huh. It's eight o'clock. Well, Lisa's recital starts at five. So guess what? We are in the clear. We are booked solid on Saturday night. We are Because we're doing both. That's right. We were having a rip-roaring Saturday night. Yeah. So we uh, then cut to Lisa's recital night. Yeah. <laughs> Woofy doodles. That is... Oh, it's rough. Woofy doodles? Well, I don't know why I said that, but I did. Because it was... So, okay. Sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. I didn't... I, no, you said woofy doodles, and that's all I'm thinking about. I'm just about. thinking about the recital. Oh. Did you think they were terrible? Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be. They're kids. I wrote that this kid's band was incredible. Really? Are you kidding me? Like, in the beginning, they were, I mean, they were together. And, <laughs> I mean, that's all you really ask for out of kids. Like, and, but, Fair, okay. And also, they were playing uh, Schubert. Schubert. It's Franz, right? Franz Schubert? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and um, at any rate, yeah, I, I thought okay. that sounded really great. Sorry, we had different perspectives. And also, they had cannons at the end. That's true. <laughs> and a giant, like, Liberty Bell So they, bell. they, they, yeah, they played Schubert's Unfinished Symphony. Mm-hmm. Homer is very worried about how much time this is going to take. Of course. And he's... But he's, he's relieved at this being an unfinished symphony. He is. But then it proceeds to go on for a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. They do show the watches at a certain point, but I didn't wasn't really paying attention to that. Um, <laughs> oh, 
at one I, point. I, I wasn't either. I didn't even notice yeah, them. But it, it says 723 is when he looks down at the... It, okay. Uh, okay. So it's been two and a half hours. Uh-huh. Almost. That's, 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 that's that a is long time. A, that is an incredibly long children's that's, concert. That is why I said woof, because... Like they're only playing two things. Mm-hmm. They're playing the unfinished symphony and the eighteen twelve overture. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> but at what point Homer goes? How much longer was Sherbert planning to make this thing anyway, mm-hmm. or this piece of junk? So anyway, that was that was very funny. I have I have a very important question here. Okay. Uh, in the so Lisa plays her solo and Flanders turns around and compliments Homer. Hmm. And then Todd starts to play a solo on his violin, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Todd is a is an excellent violinist. Yes, he is an excellent mini golfer. Yeah, is Todd a savant? <laughs> Looking that way. I yeah. mean, like, I don't know where this is going to take a turn at some point. I guess I mean, obviously, will here's here's the difference between Homer and Flanders as a father uh-huh. figure. I think. When Homer's children have talent, mm-hmm. he supports them in his own way. Right. But he does not nurture those skills. Uh-huh. I think Flanders, on the other hand, if Todd is showing potential right. with violin or mini golf, mm-hmm. whichever one you want, he will... I, I want both. Okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> he is more nurturing and supports his kid and probably yeah. like helps them learn more and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, helps them with their skills uh-huh. and, and stuff like that. Whereas I Your think, house is bigger than my house. Your beer comes from yeah. farther away. Your wife's butt is higher than my yeah. wife's butt. Your kid's better than mine on the violin. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like, but that's the thing, right? It's like Homer just really doesn't care. He wants to go to Moe's and drink beer, whereas Flanders from at least what we've seen is home all the time uh-huh. and like is very it, just by his nature is very like supportive mm-hmm. well you know uh, uh homer does get to uh homer is influenced by the symphony here because as the symphony concludes he runs up on stage and <laughs> picks up lisa and and carts her off, but then you know has the mindset to bring her. Or the, he brings her back for the bow. Yeah, yeah. So that she can bow as he's literally holding her yeah. above the chair. Yeah. And uh, Caitlin just made the gesture oh, yeah. of him holding he's, like, her. holding her straight out. Like I was like, that's some pretty good arm strength. I mean, she's eight. Yeah. That's not a little kid. Uh huh. And that's body weight. Like yeah. That's real weight. Straight out with your arms mm-hmm. plus a saxophone. So uh, I mean. Although she's been raw dogging that saxophone yeah. all over, we we know that. Yeah. <laughs> she has, but I mean, that doesn't mean the saxophone weighs any less. Oh, fair enough. Raw dog in a sax doesn't change its mass, I Robert. was just thinking maybe like some atoms flew over some oh, shit. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, right. So, uh, but as after they leave, they're in the car and they're heading over to the monster truck rally and Homer is humming the 1812 overture and oh, Lisa leans forward to say, I reached him. And I got to tell you, I have experienced this moment before. So like you know, I don't come from like an artsy family. Uh, I, I never, I, I never really expect that you know like m- my family is going to be like is, as into the thing that I'm doing artistically as as I am. Right. Um, but I have had the experience before where like my parents have made a comment about a, a, a show that I did. So I did songs for a new world. If you're uh, familiar that's to it, the instance I was yeah. thinking of. So yeah. that's the most recent instance of it. And out of nowhere, father, father was just like, you know what I think that show was about? And he told me what he thought it was about. And I was like, that's perfectly legitimate thought. Yeah. I was like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when Lisa said, I reached him, like, I get that. I'm like, I was like, I think he actually enjoyed this musical that has no like real context yeah. between songs. Right. And I think he like attempted. He made his own He made his own plot yeah, he from built, what he was built presented the to story him. And, yeah. and and. And I, I, I was very proud in that moment, right. both of myself and of and of sure. my father. Right. You know, for you know, not only coming. I mean, they come, they support me anyway. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I, un, all it's just to say that I really identify with Lisa in this one line mm-hmm. there. So, but it doesn't last long. No. <laughs> <laughs> because Homer's trying to find a parking spot and says, "Oh, I think I found one over there." <sighs> 
and we see the car get stuck in the mud and of course we pan out and where has the car ended up in the freaking arena <laughs> in the middle of the in the middle of the monster truck show they all surely they should have had a guard outside to be like nope somebody <laughs> Somebody should have like put up a sign. Exactly. Although that shit don't make people not drive down that, roads. That is true. We we do know that for sure. Yeah, you know, like the place that we work has signs on the road that say the road is closed. You can't come here during the day because that's where the museum is. And people literally they have drive, to drive around. They, they have the to, sign. Yeah, they're, they're 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 not just signs. Like they're barriers. Yeah. Like you have to literally drive around the barrier, and people do it all the time. Right. So maybe that's what Homer was doing while he was shouting the eighteen twelve. Maybe overture. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, they are in the arena, and the camera pans out, and who is there with them? The one and only Truckasaurus. Truckasaurus. Yeah. So. Uh, th- thus ensues crushing of the Simpsons car. Mm-hmm. It is pretty fucked up. Yep. <laughs> but you know, uh, as after the scene uh, dies down, the I guess insurance adjuster <laughs> uh, was there. I, I too was wondering. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I, that's I, what it seems like. Yeah. Anyway, he says, "Well, fortunately, there seems to be no frame damage." And I'm <laughs> oh, Frankie X says he's a mechanic. Okay, well... That makes sense, that e- he would be on hand. Either way, um, he hands Marge a check, and then uh, the team Truckasaurus uh, hands her a half-filled bottle of champagne <laughs> to say, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, meanwhile, there's two guys trying to pull Homer out of the car, because mm-hmm. I guess he couldn't open his door. Yep. Uh, no jaws of life in this place. No. No, no. Um, yeah, so then, yeah, he, the man hands her the the... <laughs> Now, listen, if you don't drink champagne, I'm going to tell you something. Half a bottle of champagne is not a good gift. Because <laughs> that shit is probably flat. I hope that if you don't drink champagne, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, listen it's up, true. children. Yes. yes, that's an extra shitty gift to yeah. give somebody would be like that would that would be, in my opinion, a significantly worse gift than just to give someone like half a bottle of Pinot Grigio because it's not carbonated. Right. right? But champagne is it's, supposed it's to be not going to be good. That's why we call it bubbly. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Uh, so anyways, uh, Marge gets the check from the man, the half uh, bottle of champagne and the Simpsons end up in the stands mm-hmm. watching the monster truck rally. And as the monster truck rally continues uh, continues on, we meet a new character here. Someone from the Puzz. Yes, we meet Captain Lance Murdoch. Uh-huh. He is on the puzzle. Yes, he is very clearly an evil Knievel uh, parody. <laughs> yeah, rip-off parody. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Lance, Lance Murdoch is going to do a dangerous stunt, and he's going to jump over a pool full of sharks and electric eels. And, and a lion. Yep, there's a lion in there. Oh, and piranhas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alligators mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. When I was little, I thought it had to do with piranhas a lot more than. <laughs> I was literally going to say that. Uh-huh. That was something that I was very worried about. Did you know what TikTok taught me the other day about sharks? No. You want to hear something? You want to hear something wild? Uh, it's in the Stitch, the one that tell me something that's so crazy you you didn't believe it until mm-hmm. you had to look it up first, and the word shark. The animal that we refer to mm-hmm. is not the origin of the name shark. We oh. actually called it a shark because of its predatory nature from the English idiom of calling someone a shark if they are cheating you mm-hmm. or playing cards or pool or yeah. something along those lines. So pool shark and card shark is actually an older phrase than the, than actual, the actual word, word shark. shark. Yeah. I see. Okay. Isn't That's that wild? Cool. <laughs> Interesting. I did not know that. Oops, so, sorry. I just hit my mic stand. Um, anyways, so uh, these sharks, the, the newly minted sharks, I guess, are yeah. in the pool, and Lance Murdoch is going to really ravage or really uh, get them rolling by adding one drop of human, human blood. blood. Yes. So Bart is just enthralled. He mm-hmm. is excited, and he does his little stunt, and he makes it. Uh-huh. But then he falls in the pool. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, so what he does is he jumps over the water here, right? And then to come back up and wave at the crowd, he comes up on the ramp on the other side. He waves his arm at the crowd. It loses his balance and then proceeds to fall into the pool. A bit of foreshadowing here. But uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Bart says... Bitching. He sure does. I, I, I heard him so, say it. <laughs> so the, I mentioned earlier that this episode hits the 90s like vibe uh-huh. pretty hard. Yeah. The, the watching wrestling on TV is number one. Number uh-huh. two is the fact that they're going to a monster truck rally. Uh-huh. And like number three is like bitching. <laughs> the word the word bitching. The word bitching. <laughs> uh, which uh, played a... a a somewhat prominent role in our last podcast, which was Bart versus Thanksgiving. If you haven't listened to it, go on back yeah. and make sure that you listen. Can we go back to Truckosaurus for a second? Oh, oh we can always Sorry, go back I to Truckosaurus. Sorry, I haven't been looking at my notes and I realized I had a question. Oh, okay, written. Take, take it away. So, okay, Homer drives into the arena and then all of a sudden there's immediate danger because Truckosaurus is there. Uh-huh. Who is controlling Truckosaurus? Um, I don't know, but... Okay. Uh, the question that I had about Trachosaurus is that Trachosaurus is obviously the, the coup de gras. Why is Trachosaurus yeah, why is out, out there so in the early? beginning? <laughs> well, in the commercial, he was, he was munching on a pink car. Yeah, so maybe yeah. the pink car in the arena was just too much and he had to, he had to come up. But like, <laughs> that's so. my question. It was like, that seems irresponsible of mm-hmm. Trachosaurus's creators that they would do that well don't worry they gave them half a bottle of champagne that's true you're right you're right we're good so maybe i'm being too too hard (laughs) Uh anyways so so uh anyway bart is obviously enthralled with what happens lance Mm -hmm. murdoch after he falls into the pool is pulled out gives the the thumbs up yeah he's on the the stretcher and uh they're in the car uh, off go the simpsons driving home in that old fucked up car now see if this was me I would be freaking out about the car the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I would I would not just go into this dance happily. I'd be very worried about how we were gonna get home. But I guess the car still works because well, they drove it home. <laughs> maybe they had to maybe they had to go actually park it after this <laughs> so oh, they knew maybe. that it would drive. Yeah, maybe. Uh but uh, anyways, they are in the car home. Marge's hair is sticking out the top because the top's been ripped open. Mm-hmm. And uh Bart starts to uh, have a dream sequence here. Mm-hmm. He he dreams that he is Evil Knievel mm-hmm. or Lance Murdoch. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the world's greatest daredevil. People are cheering for mm-hmm. him. We get this Bart, Bart, mm-hmm. Bart, Bart. And it turns out that that is actually Homer saying, Bart, we're home. Yeah. Bart, Bart. We're and home. so Bart's asleep in the back seat and mm-hmm. they, he sleepily walks in. It's actually pretty cute because he's like, Dad, I want to be a daredevil. Homer's like, kids say such stupid things. Yeah. I mean, that's not sweet, but the fact that like Bart is very sleepy going into the house, <laughs> well, like I telling don't know. his dad. He said it in a sweet way. He was uh, just more or less laughing it off. Right. I think Homer's still feeling some gruffness from the last couple of episodes. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so then we have uh We cut to the scene where Bart decides he's gonna put this into action, right? Yeah. So he uh, he Bart, Milhouse, Richard, and Lewis mm-hmm. are Speaking of Leo, uh, they are in the driveway and uh-huh. Bart has put a ramp up onto Marge's car. I'm assuming that's Marge's car. Yeah, that's Marge's wagon. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And um, he tries to jump and mm-hmm. he does not succeed. He, he wants to jump over the length of the car. Yeah. Did you say that he's there uh, with, with uh, the same crew from the yes, wrestling match? Okay. Okay. Um so sorry, the cat jumped on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> I was I got distracted. <laughs> so and and he surprised Robert because Robert's back was to him when that was happening. Anyway, uh so Bart lands pretty hard on mm-hmm. the sidewalk or on the road, and <laughs> he's hurt really bad. Let's get out of here. Yeah, that's class, so, classic millhouse move to see somebody get hurt and, and then, then just run, run away. Yeah. Yeah. So um then we realize that it's pretty bad and Bart had to go to the hospital. Yep, they're in the hospital. And even though Bart fell on his back and bonked the back of his head, he walks out with stitches, stitches on the front on of his, his head. The front of his head. But we meet somebody in this episode for the first time. Yeah, we sure do. Dr. Hibbert. Yeah. Now, I have a fact about Dr. Hibbert that I got from the wiki, and I'm wondering if you know this. Oh, okay. Okay, so originally Dr. Hibbert was supposed to be a female doctor named oh. Julia. 
Oh. However, mm-hmm. in the second season, this show was airing against the Cosby show. Oh. So the producers and the writers decided to make Dr. Hibbert kind of a Cosby adjacent character. Uh-huh. Because oh. in the in the Cosby show, Bill Cosby's character is a doctor. Right. Um, he's a OBGYN. Right. Um, and then, so now we have Dr. Hibbert on the Simpsons who laughs at inappropriate times. Yeah. Just, <laughs> he just probably like, loves jello. It's like, Bill let's, Cosby hope, and the- <laughs> let's hope that's the extent of his Cosby I am, adjacentness. I, I am sure that it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> although, although, uh, the character, uh, uh, Cliff Huxtable, I think is really who Dr. Hibbert is. Right. So, it, it, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, um, so anyways, yeah, well, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Uh, Dr. Hibbert is, is there though. And, um, anyway, uh, he says, oh, well, Mrs. Simpson Bart tells me he hurt himself because he decided he wanted to be a death defier. He, he yeah, he said he's training for career in death defiance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Marge says, yeah, well, that's what happened. He says, well, let me show him something. Mm-hmm. So he takes him into the ward where the children who have been hurt by imitating. This is a great line. I loved it. Hurt by imitating stunts they saw on television, movies, and legitimate stage. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. So they're in the, in the ward. It's like, you know, classic. I guess how hospital wards work were mm-hmm. where you're not in your own room or sharing a room with one other person. It's like bed upon bed upon bed, like lined up facing each other with a row down the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I don't either. I've never, I mean, outside of like military movies, hospitals, this is movies and like TV is where you see this. I right, have it. I mean like it, like the only time you ever see that really is like military hospitals yeah. or like really, really old, like, hospitals like in uh, asylums and stuff oh that too yeah uh where people are all in one th- all in one room much more like barracks than they are what we yeah. would think about hospitals right yeah it kind of looks like an old-timey orphanage yeah um <laughs> christmas comes but once a year now it's here now it's here no. bringing no. lots of joy and cheer la, 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 la. okay uh so there was there in this ward there mm-hmm. is a kid who uh, was trying to fly like Superman. Yep. There was a boy whose brother hit him in the head with a wrench, mm-hmm. which happened on the wrestling thing that yeah. they were watching. Yep. Um, and he's like, I won't even subject you to our three stooges ward. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> uh, what does that look like? That oh, there's like there's a, eyeballs popping there's, out everywhere. Yeah, people obviously. Have, have eyeballs missing. There's a pickaxe in somebody's head. Somebody has been terribly burned they because their broke, hair was on fire. Yeah. Um, like there's all kinds of broken bones from somebody trying to break like things over people's mm-hmm. heads gla- or pots, glasses. Probably a lot of cuts from glass shattering. Mm-hmm concussions from that too because regular glass is not like candy glass Mm -hmm. so okay i'm just curious what that looked like in your mind oh yeah for me what it was in my mind was some kid with a pickaxe sticking out of his head (laughs) so this is also a very 90s line marge as they're going through this she goes gee i never realized that television could be such a dangerous influence Mm -hmm. and we talked a, a, a several episodes ago about the V chip and all that crap. Yeah. So like violence on TV and video games and stuff was like just becoming a topic of conversation. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I am sure that the Simpsons was no small part of that conversation. Oh no, for sure. Well, and I'm sure that that was probably a a meta reference at the time from, Uh you know, just the press and whatever that they were getting. Right. So, so at any rate, um, Bart says, oh, well, uh, I, I thank you for the lesson that I've learned here. And off they go. And immediately we cut to Bart <laughs> trying to jump over the car again. And but this time he does it. He makes it. Yeah, he and sure does. homeboy got his little adrenaline burst because he is like all about it now. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, the, the, the boys are cheering for him. Mm-hmm. He's got his he's got his fans. And we cut to a montage of Bart jumping over various things mm-hmm. to include some sleeping dogs. Yeah. <laughs> well, Snowball uh, 2 is in there too, oh, as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know where Santa's little helper was, but um, yeah, he, some dogs. He jumps over Homer on the yep. hammock. Yep. 
Um, that kind of stuff. Uh, but then we come to a scene where uh, they're on the school bus going on a field trip, mm-hmm. and Bart is melancholy, and the reason is because he's jumped over it's, everything. It's too easy. Yeah. He, he, it's not a challenge anymore, so he's bored. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are introduced for the first time to the Springfield Gorge. So the uh, the boys walk. This is Millhouse and Bart walk off of the bus, and the park ranger says, "Hello, welcome to the Springfield Gorge." And we all know where this is immediately mm-hmm. going. This wide pan shot of the gorge, mm-hmm. and man, oh man, uh, we get a terrible influence from Otto here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Otto, uh, who, of course, is the only bus driver in Springfield, <laughs> uh, has driven the children there. He walks up and says, man, I bet you could throw a dead body in there and no one would ever find it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Bart- that's when Bart says, I'm going to leap over Springfield Gorge mm-hmm. um, on my skateboard. And, right. And uh, <laughs> somehow Otto is the only person on this field trip with these kids. Yes, there are no other chaperones. I don't know where... Miss Krabappel is, but yeah, the only other person, the only other adult that's there is the ranger who yeah. had the one line that yeah. said, Welcome to the Springfield yeah. Gorge. So, uh, he says, Bart, as the only adult here, I feel I should say something cool, cool, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, at any rate, um, I wait, is that? Oh, so I'm looking at the Frankie act here, and mm-hmm. I was, uh, when Bart was singing, or excuse me, not Bart, when Otto, when they were driving back on the bus, Otto, so we, you didn't miss anything, by the way, listener, they cut to this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to them back on the bus, and Art, uh, Art, Otto. what the hell? Uh, Otto is uh, singing into the microphone on the bus, mm-hmm. and he's going, and that's Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the the thing on Freaky X says it's Purple Haze. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what but it's, it's uh I don't think that song is called Purple Haze. But uh, because the Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix sings Purple Haze. Right. So anyways. Anyway, the point is, is it's that song, the that Led Zeppelin song. Sorry if that's stressing you out that I don't know the name <laughs> of that song off the top of my head, but I don't. That is that um, Immigrant Song. Immigrant Song. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Um, is that on the wiki? No. <laughs> no, it's not. I just know the name of that song. Wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, Bart. So while Otto's singing this, it's into the microphone. And Bart's like, hey, can I use that microphone? Mm-hmm. And Bart, Otto's like, no, it's only for emergencies. Dun, 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 Obviously. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, and then. Uh, Bart says he wants, well, I, but I want to tell them about my jump. And he's yeah. like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, exactly. And so anyways, Bart says, I'm going to uh, jump over Springfield Gorge on my skateboard. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lisa is there to see it. So he goes to sit next to Lisa and she says, listen, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. Why don't we go back and talk to Dr. Hibbert about this? Maybe he does need to go into the, into the Three, three Stooges, Stooges Ward. Ward. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, Bart makes the announcement that he's going to do it on Saturday at noon. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. Okay. We already t- covered that. Sorry. Yep. Um, so. We're back with Dr. Hibbert. We're back with Dr. Hibbert. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, he, Dr. Hibbert leads him into a hospital room. Right. And we see a man in a body cast, full body cast. Mm-hmm. And it's Lance Murdoch. Yep. Uh, Dr. Hibbert says, you're about to meet the world's greatest daredevil, Lance Murdoch. And uh, he gets asked how he's feeling. Lance tries to give the thumbs up again like he did on the stretcher earlier. And there's a terrible cracking noise. And so he breaks his thumb. Yep. And then Dr. Hibbert's like, well, that's all of them. Yep. That's <laughs> the last bone. Yeah. All 206. Yeah. And as someone who has broken a bone within the past. Oh, wait. I guess that was six years ago. I was going to say five years ago. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can't imagine having all my bones broken. That Caitlin would hurt. fell down in the shower. I fell down in the shower and I broke my finger. And landed with her landed on her finger, like pointed out. So, I broke my finger in two places. It you, still hurts when it rains. You know how, like, you, you know how, like, um, when you think about a cartoon dog bone, like, yeah. she broke the little butt the, like, end. I think they're called orbitals. Oh, is that what they call? called? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, she cracked those. and that I was... cracked them off my finger <laughs> after a 
party. But but don't worry, y'all. She still got up the next morning and made I made it. this asshole pancakes. <laughs> I, uh, like so I was not a hundred percent sober when I fell. Uh-huh. I had we had gotten home. Mm-hmm. I got in the shower. What happened was that I had used like an in-shower body lotion. Uh-huh. And my tub was extra slippery. So when I went to get out, I I uh-huh. ended up in the fucking three stooges work. You sure because did. your girl <laughs> fell and I got up I got up from the floor. Very calmly, cool, collected, not crying at all. And uh, I said, oh, Robert was with me. I said, oh, I fell. And I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> but like, so here's the thing. That like, is not at all what happened. <laughs> but, 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 you know, hey, I'm an Eagle Scout, right? So like I know to like look and check like, you know, for certain things. And I looked at her finger. It did not look swollen. I can move it. It, it was, looked, yeah. yeah, she was able to bend it fine. I was like, it seems like you kind of just jammed it pretty good. Yeah. You know, maybe the thing is just to go to sleep and yeah. we'll see how it is in the morning. And so I was asleep to, in my defense when Caitlin got up and made me pancakes with a broken finger. <laughs> We didn't know it was broken at the time, um, but it like as the day progressed, it got more and more swollen and yeah, it, more and more purple. It got really gross. It was really bad. I have a picture of it. We'll put it on the Insta. Oh boy, looking forward to this one. <laughs> you're going to see my groin, and you're going to see Caitlin's broke ass my finger, broken fucking finger. <laughs> so anyway, we went to urgent care, and I got pat, I got patched up, uh-huh. and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. That was our first medical crisis as a couple. Oh, that's not true. I still could carry you when you were really sick that one time. That's true. Anyway. I, did get, I did get super sick once. Uh, it was just like regular being sick, but like it was I, a man cold. Yeah. It, well, you did. You were pretty sick. I was really pretty. <laughs> you were pretty really sick. sick. So yeah, but it was not really a crisis. That was just I needed to sleep and get soup. Yeah. <laughs> So at any rate, um, Bart comes in. We get a really good joke here, and you know what the joke is going to be because uh, Lance Murdoch asks Bart if he wants an autograph. He says, sure. And so the nurse puts a pin into Lance Murdoch's mouth, and he is trying to write well he, he yeah he's he's narrating what he's writing while he's while he's you know, trying yeah. to write it with his mouth and you think you think the man in the full body cast would just sign his name right no 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 he says to bart thanks for visiting me at springfield general hospital <laughs> your visit was a ray of sunshine on an otherwise cloudy day your pal lance murdoch and then of course they turn this thing around and it's all just scribbles, it's just scribbles. on it's, his that was very funny so at any rate, um, he writes us out, and the, the scribbles really look like the note from Homer to Marge, if you know the episode. Marge, you've got a butt that won't quit. Five dollars? Get out of here. So, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, you will. Okay. Um, at any rate, uh, the, the issue here, though, is, is this, that... Dr. Hibbert and Lisa bring Bart in so that Lance will discourage him, but Lance is a terrible role model. Yep, and, and he like basically just tells him to go for it. Yeah, he says, good for you, son, taking an interest in danger. God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you break that jawbone and shut the fuck Bone, up? Bones heal and chicks dig scars. Oh, Some yeah. solid advice. And so, at any rate, um, Bart walks away from this mm-hmm. more determined mm-hmm. than ever to jump the and gorge. And he, he clearly presents this to the family at... I couldn't tell if they were eating breakfast. They're in the kitchen, so I'm guessing it's breakfast. Well, it's Lisa that pre- presents it because he calls her a snitch. Or a squealer. That's what he calls oh, her. Oh, okay. Um, but at but any- it starts out with Homer going, Springfield Gorge! Yeah, exactly. And so, anyways, Homer says, I forbid you to do it. Bart says, you can't do it. And he says, I can. And also, you know, the usual go to your room mm-hmm. business. And Homer and Marge are sitting there as Bart walks out and he says, listen, you know, there's no way that you can watch me 24 hours a day. And when your back's turned, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Homer's sitting there with Marge and Homer, you know, acknowledges. He says, oh, no, he's right. We can't watch him 24 hours a day. He's as good as dead. Mm-hmm. And 
Marge says you're gonna have to try and reason with him. Yeah, you gotta go up. <laughs> you gotta go upstairs. Like Homer is just convinced that there is no more that they can do. Uh huh. And that <laughs> Bart is essentially a dead guy. Yeah, she, she's like, you have to reason with him, and he says, oh, that never works. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, Homer goes up to Bart's room, mm-hmm. and they're talking. Yep. And, and he tries. Homer's trying here. Yeah, well, oh, he catches him trying to sneak out the window, too. Yes. And he's like, oh, you were on your way to jump that gorge, weren't you? Mm-hmm. So, um... And he says, look, I can't stop you. I know that I can't stop you. So I'm going to ask you to please promise me that you won't. And Bart, as he normally does, mm-hmm. goes, okay, I promise. And he says, no, no, no. Uh... He said, you, you don't mean it. You have to. This mm-hmm. is something that you have to do. Because if you don't, Homer plays a, a pretty big card here. He says, mm-hmm. if you don't, I'll never believe anything you ever say again. Yeah. And Bart gives him a more meaningful, okay, I, I will promise. not jump Springfield Gorge. Yep. Yep. And Homer goes back down to sit with Marge. And he says, you know what? We got a pretty good kid. They pat themselves on the back. <laughs> All the time. Uh-huh. And it always ends up blowing up in their faces. They timed this joke very well. Yeah. Because he says, we got a pretty good kid. And just as Bart, you hear the, the, the wheels. The rolling of the skateboard. As Bart goes by the Marge window. And is like, he's got a pretty good father. Yeah. So like, <laughs> he's like not even trying to sneak past a window where his parents aren't sitting. Yep, he's just <laughs> he's going. He's like, hey. <laughs> he's just leaving. Which, which led me to ask this question. Homer, just take the skateboard away from him. Right, I know. Like, he says he's going to jump it, and it's got to be on a skateboard. He said yeah. that several times. Just take that away. But, oh, well. Uh, got to drop the plot. Boop, ba boop, boop. Yep, boop, exactly. Boop. So, uh, at this point, all the kids have gathered at the gorge. Uh-huh. And they're, they're waiting. They're, did you love this opening scene? I'm guessing that you did. Where he comes in. You know why I said that? Because there are a lot of ancillary children. There are a lot of ancillary like, children. A lot of, you are correct. A lot of characters. There's that, a lot in this episode in general to include the kid with the spiky red hair and purple glasses, uh-huh. who is a fave along with girl with glasses. Uh-huh. I feel like they are destined to be together. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there are a lot of and um like Janie's there and yep yep uh, Richard and Lewis are there. Wait. Is that right? Richard and Lewis? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're okay. there. No, they are there. I, I thought I got their names wrong for a second. Oh, okay. Um, Nelson's there. Yeah. That's the first time we've seen Nelson in a while. Yeah, he actually marvels that Bart is being a showman because he's late. Right. Yeah, so uh, then we see Bart coming down the road. Yep, and we cut immediately back to Bart's room. Uh, and Homer walks in with a ball glove and says, Hey, you want to toss the old... And Nah, nope, Bart's gone. So mm-hmm. now Homer's got to go and stop him at the gorge. Yeah. So Marge's <laughs> Homer's got to drive Marge's car. I guess his is in the <laughs> that's shop. Right. It's <laughs> getting sure stretched is. out again. Yeah. That's right. Uh, your and, car has been crushed into a cube. Yeah. You have so 30 like, minutes to remove your cube. Yeah. You don't get that joke. <laughs> nope. I don't. And Bart <laughs> is uh, getting ready to go, or he's in the process of going down this hill, uh-huh. and Homer essentially tackles him. Right. And is like. I, t- I, uh, I tried ordering you, I tried punishing you, and God help me, I even tried reasoning with you, and the only thing left for me to do was to jump the gorge myself. Yeah. Which is a drastic thing to do. <laughs> That's a hard left <laughs> that there, is, Homer. <laughs> that is a situation in which you as a parent are about to be called on your bluff, mm-hmm. and it's not going to work out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, you just made me think about something from high school. Oh. We had, so like, when I was at high school, this is a crazy situation. Uh, we had a principal, no, this was middle school, so I, I was in seventh grade for sure, or okay. seventh or eighth grade for sure. Anyways, it was middle school, which would even be a worse idea when I tell you, you're going to be like, that's a terrible idea. Okay. We had a principal who was trying to make a point like in like a sermon kind of style setting. Uh-huh. Uh, remember, I went to a Christian school, so we had chapel and stuff. Right. This is for the listener. Uh, we uh, were sitting there, and this man, uh, our principal is like... You know, that's like putting salt in somebody's eye. I don't remember what the context of it was. Oh, boy. And he said, and nobody would do that, would they? Nobody here would do that, would they? And one of the bad kids goes, I would do it. 
And like they got as far as him like about to turn the salt up into the principal's <sighs> eye before he was like, all right, no, 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 no. And I was like, why would you tempt this kid? Oh like, why would you God. give this kid, like, the the leverage? Oh, my. Yeah, to- exactly. What you're telling that kid is that he has power over you. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. Yeah. But that definitely happened. I remember it clearly. Woof. No, thank you. I even remember, you. like, where I was sitting when it right. happened. <laughs> no. Th- uh. So, anyways, Homer uh, takes this tack here. Um, but because this is a cartoon, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. He, he He's up there with Bart on the top of the ramp that's going to... Uh, and Bart uh, tries to stop him. But yeah, yeah, Homer he, yeah. says, nope. Here I go. Yep. And so, essentially. so Bart says, okay, 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 okay. You know, I won't do it. I won't jump. I promise. And... What we don't see off screen is that Homer is still standing on top of the skateboard. Mm-hmm. What you do see is that as they're <laughs> loving each other and saying, oh, good, 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 blah, 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 Homer starts to slide back in the frame. Yeah. And this is when he, Caitlin, he slides out of the frame. And, yeah. But, and yeah. Caitlin goes, Caitlin says, oh, no. And like, <laughs> of course this is going to happen. Of course it is. So Homer is. He's going. He's, he's doing it. He's going. Yeah. He, he's he's like, uh, like midair. He's like, I'm gonna make it. I'm yeah, gonna this make is, so it. Like, this is like the the ramp is a shorter sequence than I remembered it being. Like, just in my mind from having seen this a long time mm-hmm. ago. But yeah, he jumps over off the. He's off the ramp. He's in the air. And by all accounts, to include like what you can see and what Homer can see, he says exactly that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. But then he starts celebrating and his momentum slows. And dear listener, he does not make it. No, he doesn't. (laughs) You you, you see him. It looks like he's going to make it. And then you see him dip below the horizon line of the other side of the gorge. Yeah. And and then we enter into a very funny sequence. Yeah. Well, where he falls, he's, you know, and he hits every rock and stone on the way down. Yep. Then we see the rescue helicopter pulling him up from the bottom of the gorge on the in the basket that's right (laughs) which this scene reminded me of do you remember a few years ago when somebody was being rescued by a helicopter and they yes. just started oh, yes. I sure spinning. Do. Yes. Oh my God, it's so funny. And everyone was like, oh my God, that video has to be sped up. But it wasn't. No. That man on the stretcher was just going, Oh God, it was, that was uh, like terrible circumstances. Yes, but, but actually. So fucking that, funny. Yes, and that video also, if I remember correctly, somebody put the uh, the sound of Bart swinging on the clothesline in their oh, s- really? New York apartment. Yeah, 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 The Simpsons does a lot of those. Yes. The, it, uh, they do it in monorail too, which I, I, that is something that gets my funny bone. Uh-huh. So, yeah. he. So he's coming up in the stretcher and they're bonking his head on the side of the gorge. <laughs> And what, what's really funny about this is that, like, Homer is clearly strapped down. He can't do anything. All you hear him is going, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then they put him into the ambulance, yeah. and the ambulance drives off, immediately hits <laughs> a, tree. a tree, the doors fly and open. And he falls down again. <laughs> I, I, he was on a, a gurney at that point. So yes. he's he rolls on out of that uh, yep. ambulance and falls down the gorge again. Uh, it is a freaking miracle. The man is still alive. <laughs> But guess what? He is alive yep. because we uh, we we see him falling, ow, ow, ah, 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 looking down the gorge. All the children are watching, mm-hmm. and then we cut to him next to Lance Murdoch in a full body cast in the in uh, the hospital. same room. Yep. And in what has become you know a trademark of these early series, we get an immediate ending. Yep. Homer says, t- saying to Lance, he says, "You think you got guts? Try raising my kids." Blackout. Yep. And um. That's that seems kind of like I mean it's it's an abrupt ending it is but the in, in truth like I love I don't, I don't know what else you could have done yeah I loved the falling joke yeah. so much that the I, ambulance made me I was not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy thinking about that man spinning around under that helicopter yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, at any rate, um, uh, that's the end of the episode, and so I think that we are here to give it our judgment. Yes. So, 
Tell me, what did you think of Matt Groening's favorite episode? I liked it. Uh I'm surprised that it is his favorite episode. Just because Uh uh, there's not any of the, like, what we as the public would consider classic moments, or at least in my mind, classic moments. Mm -hmm. There's not really any of that. Um, It's not very quotable, I would say. Yeah. So I I would say that, at least in, in my mind... Him flying over the gorge is is an iconic moment. Okay. Um, that is something that I remember, you know, because I'm sure that I watched this around about the sure. time that it originally aired. And that is one thing that I remember about it is uh, is him f- on the skateboard, flying mm-hmm. flying through the air, and then obviously not making it. Right. Um, yeah, I guess it's not really overly quotable. There are some really solid jokes and visual gags. Definitely. Obviously, the most blatant being the Homer incident. Uh-huh. But the the autograph joke. The autograph is pretty good. joke. Yeah. There's there's of course now I'm like oh, I don't remember which ones, but and, there were there were several laugh out loud moments for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um. The going into the ward for children that injured themselves by watching TV or, you know, television, video video games and and legitimate legitimate theater. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, there's some there's some pretty good, pretty good jokes. Oh, we didn't mention during the field trip sequence that they drive by the prison. Oh, yes, they do. They drive right by it again. So I guess they drive by the prison pretty much whenever they go. The prison (laughs) is in the middle of this town. That's right. So, yeah, I liked it it wasn't it's not my favorite but it it's not it's not a crappy episode no by this any is stretch. this is a far cry from bart versus thanksgiving for sure yeah uh, and like thinking back on some of the earlier seasons it's it's definitely leveled up mm-hmm. i was th- i was wondering if it's the same gorge that the rv fell in from <laughs> call of the Simpsons. you know it could be yeah, maybe it I is um I, yeah, I, I I I like this episode. I I've always liked this episode. I remember watching it as a kid and liking it as well. So I was really excited to get to this one after mm-hmm. we had um, Jerkass Homer and Dead Putting Society and yeah. then Jerkass Bart in Bart Free Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that we're getting more into like I, I hope that we're getting more into the stride of season two. Yeah, this episode according to the big book though also introduces something new here that i don't want to talk about a whole bunch but it's just uh a part of simpsons culture and that is the bartman do the bartman yeah so the wiki said that this episode ran short so they developed some weird nazi inspired not nazi inspired but like some weird short situation that like took place in nazi Germany, but oh. they decided that that was too weird uh-huh. for a, sh- a show so early in its run. Uh-huh. So I guess that's why they introduced you the Bartman. Because oh. if the if the you know if it was running short, they needed to pad out that time a little bit. I mean, maybe they could have padded out this conversation between Homer and Lance at the end. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the yeah, episode. I mean, but like it, again, the '90s. What does the '90s bring us? Television-specific songs and dances. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and The Simpsons will become the kings of that. So, so. yeah. Well, but not only that, but, like, um, Family Matters. It's a rare condition (laughs) this day and age. Yeah. Well, oh, but you're, like oh, you're the ta- Urkel. You're talking about the, Dur- the Urkel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, the Urkel, you know, Uh stuff like that. That's kind of just, like, gimmicky stuff that happened in the 90s for some reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the Bartman is no different. Yeah, I gotta exactly. tell you, I've That's never really point. liked do the Bartman. I don't. I, Honestly, don't think I've ever seen it. Oh well, we'll watch it. You I'm sure it's corny opinion. and dumb. Like that's it's, all of them are. All is. of them are. So, but I did like this episode, and mm-hmm. hopefully, you, dear listener, enjoyed it as well. And we hope uh, that if you enjoyed this episode, you will make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this, whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you want to do us a big favor, we sure would appreciate it if you would rate this podcast the highest rating on whatever platform you're listening to it as well. Also, if you would be so 
kind if you enter into a discussion about The Simpsons with somebody, a friend, or maybe even a foe. Be sure to drop our name because we sure would love to reach a little bit wider audience as we continue to grow here at the Escalator to Nowhere. Be sure also to make sure you're following us on our social media pages. That is Instagram and Facebook at Escalators Nowhere Pod and on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. That's E-S-C. Escalators Nowhere is too long. That's right. And if you want to reach out to us and send us an email, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at EscalatorToNowherePod at gmail.com. Ta-da! So, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, we're, uh, we're having lots of fun doing this, so we hope that you are having fun listening. And we are looking forward to next week, where we will get... Sorry, I gotta turn the page. Um, itchy and Scratchy and March. Uh-huh. So, we are gonna get an Itchy and Scratchy-centric episode, and it looks like we're gonna get the introduction of Roger Myers Jr., is he the co-creator with Mr. Lampwick? Um, well, the answer to that is... I don't is, really remember the Lampwick episode, but answer, I know that The answer to that involved. is no. Roger Myers Sr. Uh, oh, is the one who okay. ganked it from Chester Lampwick. Got it. But um, at any rate, uh, we, it looks like we're going to be introduced to him, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I'm excited to do another episode with you. Ah. So, uh, until next week, uh, we'll look forward to, well, I guess we'll look forward to next week until next (laughs) week. I am killing these outros these days. Yeah, baby. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm still learning. And we're looking forward to next week with you with Itchy and Scratchy. And and Marge. Marge. Thanks for listening, everybody. Smell you later. Bye. Listen to the gate close on your butthole. <laughs> Good news. <clears throat> what? My Apple Watch update's only going to take four more hours. Hot dog. Yeah. Hot okay. dog. Hot dog. Um, we are Disney people because we like that song. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that qualifies. Gus Gus from Cinderella is my favorite Disney character, and the uh-huh. hot dog song is my favorite Disney song. <laughs> Wow. You heard it here first. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Disney. I could be wrong. I'm definitely editing that into the podcast. (laughs)